Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. In this Swedish tale, an old wife teaches her grumbling and ungrateful husband a lesson about women's work. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to listen to other tales from grandmother's stories. This is the story of the old woman who was right. A story from Sweden. Long, long ago, there was an old woman whose husband had been cranking and complaining since the day they were married. Now that their children were grown and had homes of their own, the old woman was sick and tired of her husband's unkind words and his fault-finding ways. One morning at breakfast, the old man banged his fist on the table, pushed his chair back, and stood up. This porridge is too dry, he snarled. You didn't cook the oats long enough, old woman. Can't you ever get it right? The old woman looked out of the window at the fields of wheat glowing gold in the morning sun. Then she banged her fist on the table, pushed her chair back, and stood up. Yesterday the porridge was too soft for you, old man. The day before it was too thick. She walked around the table and stood next to her husband. She slipped her arm through his. For years you've been cranking about the way I cook. For years you've been cranking about the way I keep house. Now listen to me, old man. Today I will go into the wheat fields to do your work, and you will stay here in the house to do mine. Well, you're too small to cut the wheat, the old man grumbled. You couldn't do my work. You are too weak. I am strong enough to do your work, said the old woman. Are you clever enough to do mine? Well, now the old man could not let his wife insult him in this way, so he agreed to his wife's suggestion. He agreed to do her day of work in the house while she went into the fields to do his. The old woman put on her bonnet and smiled to herself. You'll be back before lunch, old woman, said her husband. You'll soon see you're not fit for a day of hard work in the fields. I'll be back for supper, she called over her shoulder. The old man poured himself a cup of coffee and sat down, thinking he would wait until his wife returned. He was sure she would be back within the hour. Meanwhile, the old woman found the tools she would need to cut and gather the wheat. She put them into the wagon along with a bucket, six apples, and three carrots from the garden. Then she hitched up the horse and headed for the fields. While the old man sat at the table sipping his second and third cups of coffee, he began to wonder what happened to his wife. It was mid-morning, and she still had not returned from the fields. Well, maybe she'll last until noon when the sun is high and hot, he said to himself. Meanwhile, I'll take care of some of her chores. He washed the dishes and made the beds. Working in the house is the life of ease, he said to himself. I'll just take a nap for a few minutes here, as I'm sure she does every morning. And he lay down and went to sleep. While he was sleeping, the pig wandered into the house, looking for its breakfast, which the old woman usually took to him at dawn. The old man woke up to a crash as the pig knocked over the compost bowl. The cow was groaning to be milked, and the goat's bell was clanging as it threw its head back and forth between two fence posts where it was stuck. The old man jumped out of bed, tripped over the pig, and fell down the cellar steps, landing on his head, which bulged with a big bump. He crawled over to the chest of ice, and he broke off a chunk to soothe the pain. 
A mug of cold ale is just what I need for this pain in my head, he said to himself. While he was filling his mug with ale, the old man heard the pig in the bedroom. Up he jumped and ran upstairs to catch it. Somehow he managed to capture the frisky creature and put it outside, cranking and complaining the whole time. Then he freed the goat from the fence, and as he milked the cow, cranking and complaining the whole time, she lifted her leg and gave him a swift, hard kick on the other side of his head, which bulged up with another big bump. I'll go down to the cellar to get some ice and some ale to soothe this pain in my head, he said to himself. But when he got to the bottom of the stairs, he saw that the cellar was flooded with ale. He had forgotten to close the tap when he had chased after the pig. No sooner had the old man cleaned up the mess in the cellar than there was a knock at the door. One of his daughters had come to drop off her baby, as was her custom every day on her way into town. The child was sleeping when its mother left. And when the young thing woke up, it screamed until its face turned bright red. The old man handed the baby a bottle of cow's milk. Then he remembered that he should have taken the cow out to pasture hours before. Well, not wanting to leave the baby, who was now quietly drinking its bottle of milk, the old man put the cow out to pasture on the sloping roof of the house where a fine bed of sweet grass had recently sprouted. He slipped a rope around the cow's neck, led it up onto the roof, and dropped the free end of the rope down the chimney. Then he ran like the wind back into the house and fastened the rope to his own ankle so he would know if the cow began to wander away. He put a pot of stew in the stove for supper, sat down at the table, and leaned back in his chair. Up on the roof, the cow was contentedly chomping the sweet grass. She backed up to turn around and fell off the roof, where she dangled in mid-air from the rope. Inside the house, the rope jerked the old man out of his chair and dragged him across the room into the chimney where he dangled upside down. He let out a yell, and the baby started to cry. The stew on the stove boiled over the edge of the pot. The pot boiled dry, and the house began to fill with smoke. Just then, the old woman came over the hill from the fields. What on earth is this, she cried, when she saw the cow dangling in midair. She ran up onto the roof of the house and cut the rope, holding it to let the cow slide down to the ground. She had no way of knowing, but by cutting the rope, she sent her husband crashing down the chimney into the fireplace, where, of course, he landed on his head. Where on earth is my husband, she cried when she opened the door of her house and saw the room full of smoke. Here! He croaked from the fireplace. Where, she cried again, unable to see because of the smoke. Here, he repeated, here in the fireplace. Naturally, when she heard this, the old woman thought her husband was on fire, so she grabbed the bucket of water she kept by the sink and threw it in the direction of the fireplace. Then, scooping up the yellow baby, she hunted in the smoke for the old man's arm and dragged him outside. When they were a safe distance away from the house, the old woman noticed the rope tied around her husband's ankle. Now she understood what had happened when she had cut the cow's rope. She noticed the bumps on her husband's head, and she knew he had had a hard day in the house. Old woman, 
How was your day in the fields, he asked. What work did you do? I cut the west meadow all morning, she said. When the sun was hot and high, I took the horse to the stream and we went for a swim. Then I filled the bucket with water so the horse could have a long, cool drink in the fields. I shared the apples and carrots with the horse for lunch, and then I tied the wheat into bundles and loaded them onto the wagon. She pointed to the wagon stacked higher than the house with bundles of wheat. Here is my day's work, she said proudly. Her husband pointed to the bumps on his head, and he nodded toward the cow and the house from which smoke was still pouring. Here is my day's work, he said, laughing. You were right, old woman. You were right to change places with me. Now I know how hard you work in the house. If you will go back to work in the house, I will go back to work in the fields. There will be no more cranking and complaining from this old man. Very well, she replied. Let's tend to those bumps on your head. They kissed and went back into the house. And after that day, the old man had nothing but praise for his hard-working wife. For today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.